Welcome in to Duval Daily presented by GenJag.com. I'm Jordan DeLugo. Thank you so much for tuning in. Right now, we are reviewing Jaguars versus Steelers. Jaguars lost to the Steelers by a final score of 16-15 to 15 on Saturday night at the bank. It was a hotly contested contest, to be sure. We will look at everything that I noticed. Of course, this is a live stream, so you guys can chime in in the chat as well. And I will do my best to get to all of our questions, comments, concerns. Really appreciate y'all for being here. Um, a lot of good came came out of this contest and unfortunately some bad as well. We'll get to all of it. Please subscribe and hit that notification bell so you do not miss a show on here. You can follow me at Jordan DeLugo on Twitter, Generation Jaguar, at Generation Jag. Steelers at Jaguars. Steelers won 16 to 15. We'll jump into just the um, injury stuff real quick here. He's, uh, we've got Foley suffering a minor uh, leg injury. Wanted to get back in the game, but Doug Peterson said that they were just going to play it safe. And uh, we didn't get a full update on that. We will get an update on it later. Um, so obviously the Jaguars cannot afford to lose Foley Fatukasi for any extended period of time. But at this point, at this moment, it looks like that was more of a minor thing where it's not going to end up holding him out in the regular season or anything like that. Shaquille Griffin also didn't play. He had a little bit little bit of back tightness yesterday morning, so the Jaguars did not want him to go um, for obvious reasons. Starting outside cornerback, you cannot, cannot um, afford to you know put him out there in a situation where you really don't need him to be playing in, in the preseason. All right, we've got some people checking in the chat. Says John, says, bummer, I won't be able to see this live. The two major things I'm hoping you talk about is Trevor's performance and the kicking situation. We will be talking about both of those things, certainly. Big Beanie says, defense looking pretty good. We've got R checking in, and I, I now know who that is. Glad to see that you're here, R. Checking in saying Duval. Uh, Derek Sindler got to work on the two minute defense. Yeah, it, it was a little bit of, um, a little bit of a disappointing thing there where you had Kenny Pickett, the rookie get in and, and lead them on a scoring drive. We'll talk about that. X is checking in saying that defense looks scary. Florida boys checking in saying good morning. Zen says ETN. Okay. Yes, I believe he is. Robert says, just wait until Lloyd and Williams play. Yeah, we're talking about Devin Lloyd and Darius Williams. I agree those two players will greatly help the Jaguars starting defense. Billy says, Jaguars looked great. I would say at times they looked great. Uh, for most of the first half, that defense did look great. We'll, we'll jump into all that right here, guys. Got to start off with Trevor Lawrence after talking about those injuries. Um Fortunately, the team did avoid major injury, it looks like. So that's always the key in preseason. But looking at Trevor Lawrence, certainly you had some misses that, that you don't want to see. Um, early on, it looked like he was just a little, little excited, maybe a little antsy. You had two out routes to Christian Kirk. One was a little bit more shallow. One was a little deeper down the field, both on the left side of the field uh, where Kirk ran a good route. He got enough separation, and uh, Trevor just has to hit those throws. I will say, if you're going to miss on them, you want to miss on them high and outside, because when you are uh, when you've got that defender in between 
in between the ball and the receiver, you cannot miss inside. Uh, so at least if you're going to miss on those, you do need to miss outside. So you're not going to have an interception. But uh, again, not overly concerned with those. You've seen Trevor consistently hit those in practice. Uh, and then uh, obviously seeing what he was able to do as the game progressed with his legs, uh, w- with his ability to avoid a, a, a screaming blitzer and get the ball out of harm's way, uh, layering the football down the field. You know, he had that incredible shot uh, just over the outstretched arms of the defender on the sideline to Marvin Jones, which was just fantastic ball placement. Um, that was next level stuff. You saw it again a little bit later to Christian Kirk layering over the second level of the defense. Um, you saw some uh, a nice some nice completions in tight spaces to Marvin Jones, and uh, I and even Christian Kirk as well. And I just think, yes, Trevor needs to clean these these messes up. I think there were four misses that I, I really put on him. Uh, his last throw went, went incomplete to Snoop Connor, but there was pressure. He was just kind of trying to dump it off there. He he missed some throws. He did. But he finished 14 of 21. The offense was consistently moving the ball against the Jaguars' defense. For me, what it comes down to is finishing in the red zone. Finishing when you get close. This is an area where the Jaguars have struggled throughout the preseason and getting into training camp. So it's it's something that they're going to have to work on. And, and it's something that takes a lot of practice, a lot of timing and, and cohesion and chemistry. And right now they just don't have it yet uh, when you talk about getting in the red zone and scoring touchdowns. I was really disappointed with the, the play call on third and five um, when the Jaguars were in the red zone. You had the flood concept where all three of the receiving targets were in the same area of the end zone. And then you had Christian Kirk and Snoop Connor on the other side, kind of just running to the same place and stopping. So you're not giving your quarterback any options outside of that main flood concept. And I just think if you had Christian Kirk who uh, came in motion or, or Snoop Connor who went out to the right, if either of those players uh, cut up field, uh, and I'm not blaming this on them. I'm not sure if it was just the play call or what. But if either of those players cut up field uh, at the line and, and just kind of stop five yards you know, in the middle of the field, Trevor Lawrence could have very easily found them, I think. Um, so that was a little disappointing to me, that play call, that play design, the execution of it. I think they could have done a better job giving Trevor Lawrence another option because the Steelers were all over the three routes that were on the left side of the field. So something that I, I want to see the coaching staff improve in that regard. But I'm encouraged by Trevor Lawrence. I mean, everything I've seen in training camp, he's taking care of the football. He's not turning it over. He, he's making some incredible plays with his legs and with his arm. You want to see him tighten it up. And, and over the course of a full game, you're not going to miss a couple misses or you're not going to um, you're not going to dwell on a few misses early in the game. Like that's very common uh, throughout the NFL for quarterbacks as you just kind of are getting things going. But we only uh, were able to see Trevor for for about a half. Right. So if he plays another half of football, I think you see things com- continue to settle down 
and him continue to make really impressive plays with his arms and his legs, but he does need to clean it up. He needs to be more ready early in the game to complete these passes because there was just a few too many that got away from him. I think four in total, four out of 21 passes off target is too much, but I think he can and he will clean it up. Third down efficiency was pretty good, uh, but again, it's great if you can move the ball from 20 to 20, but once you get in the red zone, you've got to be able to punch it in on offense. And that comes down to execution from Trevor, from the receivers and play calling as well. You've just got to figure out easier ways to get into the end zone. And then sometimes you just got to have someone make a play. All right. So Ryan Santoso got to talk about it here. Jaguars kicker. Um, He's the only kicker on the roster right now. Elliot Fry was injured in, in the preseason game against the Browns and was waived. So Santoso is the only kicker on the roster right now. He didn't get injured, but he might have a bruised ego after this one. He hit two of four attempts. Of course, 50% on field goals is not good enough. His two misses were from 51 and 57, which are deep, but you got to make one of them. And you have an opportunity with the game on the line to go out there, make a kick, become a hero, earn your job, and you fall flat. And then when you look at his 24-yard field goal that he made, he almost missed that one too, dangerously close to missing that. He wasn't good enough, bottom line. If you're if you're kicking from 24 yards out, you need to deliver an accurate kick. That's what you're getting paid to do. You can't feel that sketchy on a 24-yard attempt. And then, of course, missing the 51 and the 57-yarder. Just not good enough for Santoso, unfortunately. I think the Jaguars are going to have to go back to the drawing board and figure out uh, how to bring in some more competition at kicker, whether that be after cuts happen. Um, you know, teams are cutting down from 85 to 80. They have to do that by Tuesday of this week. So maybe a kicker gets released. Maybe you have to wait until teams cut down to 53 and go get yourself a kicker to compete with Ryan Santoso. But at this point, he does not appear to be a a short or a long-term answer for the Jaguars at kicker. We'll get into a few comments here. Chandler says the two minute defense was against a secondary full of backups. Yes. I think that is a great point. Um, Shaquille Griffin did not play. Darius Williams is still not playing. And I had this written down in my notes. Deontay Johnson and Chase Claypool versus Chris Claybrooks and Trey Herndon is not going to end well ever. Uh, and that's nothing against Herndon and Clay, uh, Claybrooks, but Claypool, for his struggles that he had last year, he's one of the most physically imposing receivers in the NFL. Deontay Johnson is one of the best route runners and, and precision receivers in the NFL. So that's just, that's not going to end well. So you got to have Darius and Shaq out there in these types of situations. But at the same time, I, I still, I still think going up against a rookie quarterback, having that defensive front out there that was playing so well, you can't give up that touchdown. You just can't give it up. But again, there is the caveat, Chase Clay or Chris Claybrooks and Trey Herndon going up against Claypool and Johnson is just not going to end well ever. So it's tough to be super critical about that, but you you just want to see them make a play and get off the field. You give Kenny Pickett just a minute five 
to go get a touchdown at the end of the half and your starting defense, again, without Darius Williams, without Shaq Griffin, is unable to get the job done. It was a little disappointing to see, but Kenny Pickett was slinging it. He was doing a good job. Um, I just think really it comes down to if your starters are out there, if Shaq Griffin and Darius Williams are out there and that happens, then you're really disappointed. And I I, I would get that. It's still a little disappointing because you go into the half after dominating defensively, you go into the half down seven to six. So um, you want to clean it up, but at the same time, you kind of get why it happened with, with Clay Brooks and Herndon out there. Derek says those layering throws shows why he was the number one pick. Yeah, those were impressive. Just as impressive, though, for me was just Trevor's ability to manage the pocket, to avoid the blitz, to to feel comfortable. And you have guys collapsing in on you, and you're still able to just stand tall. You have a, a blitzer screaming in at you. You're one-on-one, and you're able to evade him and get rid of the football. These are big-time plays by Trevor Lawrence. Joaquin says, I really like what I've seen. Yeah, there's there's plenty to like. Us and them says our receivers were getting open, so I felt good about it. Trevor will work hard and fix it. I I would agree with you. I think Trevor will bounce back from the few misses he had. Chef Florida Boy says, Kirk and Trevor need more time together. Marvin Jones, still his security blanket. Kirk needs to give some money back. Uh, No, Christian Kirk played excellent football last night. He caught five of eight targets, the three targets that were not caught were the two misses on out routes and a deep shot that Trevor took that was just not even close to being on the money. Um, So Christian Kirk was excellent last night, and he showed why I think he will be the Jaguars' number one receiver in 2022 in terms of targets, catches, yards, all that. I do – I mean, you look at Zay Jones, you like what you've seen from Zay Jones. Zay Jones is the Jaguars' number one X receiver, right? He's going to be the X receiver, but that doesn't mean that he's the number one target. Christian Kirk is the number one target in this offense, and he's going to move all around the field, and he looked really damn good last night, in my opinion. He was able to get open, find the soft spots and zones, uh, make catches through contact. The only balls that, that were thrown his way that were not caught and were not positive plays were or when Trevor missed. So I'm very pleased with Christian Kirk's debut with the Jaguars. Joaquin says Visco was consistently open. Yeah, I think uh, you saw him get the screen pass. You saw him um, uh, on a couple plays where Trevor was not able to find him running open. I agree with you. The one thing I will say is I've seen some people critical of Trevor not finding Visca or, or not seeing Visca. You have to watch where Trevor's uh, progression is, where his eyes are looking to start the play. If he is working the left side of the field and Visca's on the right side and Visca's open immediately, if he's your third or fourth read, you're not going to get to him immediately. That's just the way football is. Like You can't just watch this and not look at where the quarterback's eyes are. If the play is designed to go to the left side and Visca's on the right side, and he gets open immediately, the quarterback's not going to see him. That's just the way it is. Now, could Trevor maybe do a better job pre-snap of recognizing that LaVisca might be open immediately and changing his read? Yeah, you could talk about that. But this is a guy going into his second year, his first year in this offense. I think you need to give him more time than that to become like this master manipulator at the line of scrimmage, which he has shown progress in, uh, and he has shown progress in reading defenses pre-snap. 
but it's not not an issue for me at this point. Billy says, think this is a great blueprint for future Jaguars. Finally, a coach who can coach. Absolutely. And one of the biggest things I saw from Doug Peterson and this coaching staff uh, was when Trevor hit Christian Kirk and it was definitely a drop, but it was a quick bang, bang play right before the two minute warning. Um, and and the the team got up and they snapped the ball quickly, not allowing the Steelers to challenge that play. I thought that was awesome awesome game management and i think that's that that goes to show you that doug is has his head in the game and and knows what's going on a lot more than what you've seen from coaches around here in the past us and them talking about josh thompson's play on that punt uh yeah great punt by logan cook josh thompson got down down there just in the nick of time to knock it back and, and pin the steelers deep that was a beautiful play by josh thompson who is a former cornerback out of Texas. He's a rookie converted to safety with the Jaguars, and he's out here making a lot of plays on special teams, and he's trying to make this roster. I don't know if he's going to be able to. There's certainly plenty of competition at safety, but uh, plays like that stand out for the coaching staff, no doubt. Us and them says, since he is going to cut a good kicker because McPherson ain't going anywhere and we got first dibs on the waiver wire. There you go. There you go. I'm not sure who Cincy's backup kicker is right now, but if that is the case, absolutely, that's a great point. Because um, the Jaguars, like us and them, says they do have first dibs on the waiver wire to start right now and to start the season. So I think for the first three weeks. Florida boy says get Lambo back. <laughs> yeah, well, Lambo hasn't signed with anyone. I think there's a reason for that. Um Ray says, why do Trevor Lawrence's struggles with red zone touchdowns? I've seen him miss those same throws at the combine. What throws did he miss in the red zone that were egregious? I'm not sure what you're talking about there. I think it was more about the play designs in the red zone. And, and okay, so on the, the, I think it was the second red zone drive. You get in the red zone and then you just hand it to Snoop Connor twice in a row. And then you expect Trevor to bail you out on third and medium. I, I don't like that plan really to be completely honest. Um, and that's just my take on it. I think you got to give Trevor more, more opportunities than one uh, on a red zone drive. Uh, but yeah, Trevor has not been perfect. I'm not trying to say he has been, he did miss some throws early on, but I don't think the red zone is where he really struggled. I think that the entire offense was an issue. Fod checks in. I hope I'm saying that right. F-U-A-D. Um, says, what do you think of Walker Little versus Jawan Taylor? I've talked about this a lot. I believe that overall, I think Walker Little is going to be the starter and should be the starter. But if you're just looking at this game, and they traded off. Jawan played the first series, Walker the second, and they went back and forth a little bit. Um. Jawan Taylor played better than Walker Little yesterday. And neither of them had an easy assignment on the right side going up against TJ Watt for the first two series. Make no mistake about it, TJ Watt is one of the five best defenders in football right now, in my opinion. He's a candidate for defensive MVP. Uh, he took advantage of Walker Little. And where I think Jawan did a better job of 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 taking on that incredibly difficult assignment 
was he was able to strike quickly against TJ Watt. I think Watt's explosiveness off of the line of scrimmage was really startling for Walker Little and difficult to deal with, and he did end up giving a sack. And then Little also had a bust in the run game that led to a – it was either a tackle for loss or a tackle right at the line of scrimmage. So it wasn't Little's finest performance, certainly. I think Jawan Taylor played better in this one. And uh, that's just the way that one that this one went. Does it change my opinion of how that should play out? No, I think Walker Little is your future at right tackle, it looks like still. I mean, he's played well for the most part. And if you're going to fire someone or, or throw someone under the bus or, or say they shouldn't be a starter for allowing TJ Watt to get pressure or get a sack, you're not going to have any starting tackles left in the league. He is an unbelievable talent. Walker Little, you want to see him play that a little bit better. Uh, I do think that was a great learning experience for him going up against such a dominant tackle. But um, overall, I think Jawan won this battle. Is he going to win the war for, for the starting right tackle spot? I don't know. But Jawan did win this battle. I have to give him credit for that. Jacob says, didn't watch the game. Did Ingram play last night? He did play. I believe he caught one pass. Yeah, one pass for two yards. And they got him going the week prior. I think they were trying to get some other things going this week for sure. Us and them says, if you're not moving Kirk up your fantasy board, take a drug test. (laughs) I don't know about that, but yeah, I mean, Christian Kirk, He's going to be the Jaguars' number one receiver in targets, in my opinion. Randy says Santoso is getting cut, right? I don't know. Um, there's no other kicker on the roster, so if you cut him, you got to find another kicker to bring in. Uh, that That's for sure. Chandler says Trevor awareness and quickness to get the snap off before the two-minute warning after the completion called complete. Yeah, yeah, it was, absolutely. He's talking about that play where – and that wasn't just Trevor. That's coaching as well. That That was awesome. Um, so the Steelers couldn't challenge that one. Us and them says perfect red zone assessment. IMO play calling down there was crap. Yeah. And Doug did talk about it after the game. They wanted to come out and establish the run on that drive and, and establish the run in the red zone. They did a little bit. It is what it is. Um, the coach has got to get better. The players got to get better down there. Billy says, remember the coaches called the game so they could grade the players to get the best possible roster. Yeah, I I mean, this was that is it's a fair point to say that this was not a full game plan. Like this was not what you're going to see in the regular season. It is still more vanilla than the regular season. So that is something to keep in mind when being critical here. Us and them says this is where Jawan Taylor having experience makes a difference. That was the best athlete to ever line up against little. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Um, But great experience for, for little lining up against TJ Watt, one of the best pass rushers in the game. Timothy says, Doug said he was wanting to try. Yeah. I was just talking about that. I'm with you. Timothy didn't care for the play calling down there. And the egregious one for me again was the, the flood concept to the left side where there were just not a lot of options for Trevor Lawrence when the Steelers had it all covered up easily. 
Fod checks in, says for the red zone stuff, feels like there's a lot Doug isn't showing. I think that's fair. They're not trying to give away their plan for week one and beyond. <laughs> he says also don't sweat the pronunciation. <laughs> I appreciate that. I would like to get it right though. So if you want to drop the frenetic pronunciation for me down here, I'll make sure we can get it right in the future. Um, Randy says, who would you sign at kicker that's available right now? I don't know. I'm not, I don't have my eyes all over the kicker market. I mean, Matthew Wright is still available and he was very accurate for the Jaguars for the most part last year. But I think, um, us and them was referring to whoever Cincinnati's backup kicker is. I'm not sure who that is, but, uh, I'm, I'm sure that there will be a kicker on the market, uh, whether it's this week or the following week that the Jaguars are going to bring in. Antoine's checking in from the nation's capital. He says, regardless of what has or hasn't happened, this team's base is good. Do you mean like their talent base, their starters? I'm not sure what that means. Young says, this team looks night and day from last year, but the red zone and kicking seems to continue to be a problem. Do you think it's just chemistry or is it legit concern? I think at this time, the Jaguars' red zone offense is not good enough. Kicking is absolutely a concern. It has to be fixed. Uh, With more reps, with more practice time, with more in-game experience and opportunities, I do think the red zone offense can grow but it needs to. It's not where it needs to be right now. I think anybody would admit that. Doug Peterson, Trevor Lawrence, any analyst. Mark says, need to talk about how good the O-line played this game. Yeah, outside of TJ Watt getting pressure, which he's going to get pressure, he's going to get his. The O-line did play well. And talking about another piece of the O-line that is there's still a, a position battle going on. You look at... um you look at Ben Bartsch getting in there in the starting lineup this week and playing really well at, at left guard. I'm really impressed with his performances the last two weeks, both in pass protection and in the run game. So I think he's locked up the starting job at left guard, in my opinion. You even saw Tyler Shatley. He, when he got in there, he was playing some center. So I think Ben Bartsch is your starting left guard, and I think that's a really nice positive um, storyline that's happened over the last couple weeks, seeing how well he has played. He do, he looks like an athlete. He looks powerful. He looks like he's playing uh, smart football. Okay. So it's Fuad, everyone love to see it. Thank you for, um, thank you for clearing that up for me. I'll make sure to get it right in the future. All right. Why is it so hard for us to find a kicker says young? Um, you know, they thought they had two kickers that, that would come in and compete and one would would win the job, and that hasn't happened. Uh, Andrew Mevis did not do a good enough job. Elliot Fry was doing a fine job, in my opinion, before he got injured, but, you know, injuries happen. That's part of the game. Connor says, I'll pump the brakes, but the defensive front might be top five this year. Yeah. Let me get back into some of uh, the things that I wanted to look at here, but I agree on the defensive front. Um, They are menacing. They have been absolutely ferocious. The last two weeks went on the field. The Jaguars defensive front has been unbelievable. Uh, Trayvon Walker and Josh Allen both look great. Allen was robbed of a sack on, on the first drop back. I mean, 
the, the, the left tackle is bear hugging the guy for crying out loud. And uh, they didn't call holding and, and Trubisky escaped and Trubisky's escapability was on full display. So you want to see more finish from these guys when you get your hands uh, on Trubisky on, on opposing quarterbacks, you got to bring them down. And there are very few quarterbacks in the NFL who do have better escapability than Trubisky. So I get that. But at the same time, you need to finish a few more of those plays uh, before he's able to do something with his legs. Arden Key. Goodness gracious. This guy looks like he might have been one of the steals of free agency across the entire league. He's come in as that interior pass rush specialist. It's his second year in that role. He did it last year for San Francisco as well. And he has been, I mean, he's too fast and quick and has too many moves in his, in his bag of tricks for these guards to keep up with him on the interior. You love to see it. Then you talk about Smoot as well, and I just think Arden Key and Dewan Smoot as these rotational pass rushers, that is such a great development for, for this team and for this roster. It is unfortunate that they're both on one-year contracts right now. You'd love to see them stick around, but uh, Arden Key's been unbelievable. Dewan Smoot forced a safety and then forced a fumble, uh, both in critical situations. Pretty crazy. Pretty crazy how, how good those guys are playing. Josh Allen's playing great. Trevon Walker's playing great. I think Foya Luikan had another solid game. He does such a good job communicating and getting everyone in the right positions uh, to succeed. And then you talk about um, Foley Fatu Kasi. He looked really good. I mean, Roy Robertson Harris looked really good. Devon Hamilton was getting push up the middle. That defensive front looks really good. And if you're new to the channel, I did some pr- like uh, predictions for the offense and defense a little a little while back, probably about a month ago. I said I think the D- Jaguars defense would finish 11th overall in the top 12, and it's looking pretty good right now, I got to admit. And again, no Shaq Griffin last night, no Darius Williams. So when you've got Clay Brooks and, uh, and Herndon lining up against Deontay Johnson and Chase Claypool, it ain't going to be pretty. Um, Tyson Campbell versus George Pickens. You didn't get to see it very much, but you did see Campbell get in there and uh, rock Pickens on a, on a tackle that, that got him short of the um, the first down marker there. So that was good to see. Campbell's playing with such intensity and competitiveness and, and confidence and swagger. That's a guy you really love to see how he's playing. And Cisco as well, you know, his running mate at safety, you know, they line up on the same side of the field. You can shut it down over there, which is really cool to see. Uh, Travis Etienne on the other side of the ball, he and Snoop Connor, in my opinion, both looked really good. But Etienne really, this guy's so special. Um, Even when things aren't getting blocked up right, even when things don't look smooth, he's able to break tackles, show contact balance, have the quickness and elusiveness to to pick up some yardage. And you just consistently see him avoiding tackles, showing contact balance when he gets hit in the legs or hit up high, and showing that speed and quickness. I think Etienne is going to be a special player for the Jaguars. And Snoop Connor. He's that hard-nosed runner. One thing I love for, to see from him, uh, on a screen pass over to the right side from Trevor Lawrence, you had a defender that snuffed it out, but he showed the elusiveness 
to avoid that tackle, to avoid contact, and then get up field and pick up some more yards. I thought that was a great, great play by Snoop Connor. Get into some more comments here. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Fuad says, is it just me or is a Smoot not playing with the ones as much as expected? No, it's not just you. He's not going to be a starter. Uh, the starters up front are in the middle, Devon Hamilton, and then you've got uh, Foley Fatu Kasi and Roy Robertson Harris at end. And then outside of them, you've got Trevon Walker and Josh Allen. So Dewan Smoot's not a starter. He's a rotational pass rusher. But on third down, you're going to see him and Arden Key in the game a lot. And they're going to make plays for this team, I think. Dustin says, do you see any resemblance of Chad Greenway and Muma? Gosh, I mean, I remember Chad Greenway playing. I remember him being an effective linebacker. I can't sit here and say uh, that I that I feel confident evaluating Chad Greenway's game from back in the day, to be honest with you. But talking about Muma, I think he played really well again. Of course, he was not able to stop Benny Snell one-on-one in that, in that situation towards the end of the half where Snell was able to dive for the end zone. I think that's a play that Muma knows he needs to make, but it's a difficult play. Linebacker one-on-one one on with a running back, and Benny Snell is no, no slouch out here. He's a quality running back, quality depth running back in the NFL. Um, he's been around for a little while now. He knows how to get the job done, and and Muma almost got him down. It was just one of those plays where I think if he's asked to make that play in, in a month or two months, much better chance of him doing it. He's still getting his feet wet here in the NFL. But overall, I think he had a very good game. He was able to create pressure on some blitzes. He was able to pick up a few tackles. I think Muma played well, and he continues to improve after what was a big welcome to the NFL moment in the Hall of Fame game where he kind of was swimming upstream, looking a little lost. We've got Christopher saying the defense looked good. Always in the quarterback's face and making tough catch for receivers. Our offense red zone looks up. Yeah, I agree with all those points. Says Trevor had a few throws out of reach. Yep, absolutely. Christopher says, I'm not worried about the field goal kicker. That's interesting. I think you might be the only one. Timothy says, avoiding penalties has been a good thing. Yeah, I think the team is more disciplined, more um, mentally tough, and and just more more uh organized better organized better coached florida boy says the d-line is special christopher says the channel is awesome like santoso's mustache (laughs) i really appreciate that thanks for checking in thanks for the support really appreciate everyone if you want to continue to support the channel uh you can subscribe and hit the notification bell you can follow me on twitter at jordan delugo uh generation jaguar at generation jag and you can check genjag.com if you want to support uh and get some cool gear we've got a bunch of Bunch of shirts, hats, pins, everything you could want. Bunch of fun stuff up on ginjag.com slash shop. 
Us and them says Muma keeps showing improvement. We might have trouble not starting him. Yeah, I mean, he's not going to be a starter this year. It is, it's one of those things where there's a little bit of an embarrassment of, of riches at that position with Aluakan, Devin Lloyd, and Chad Muma. Christopher says, Am I the only person who needs to see Trevor hit a receiver in stride for a long touchdown or what? Again, he's had about three and a half quarters of football, and they've moved the ball well. Uh, he has hit people in stride. He has made some great throws. Uh, but, yeah, you want to see him continue to build and, uh, and avoid as having as many misses as he had early on today. Antoine says the Colts are overrated. Tennessee and Derrick Henry are. Okay, he's getting to his point. Jaguars will win the South. We'll see. I do not have them winning the South right now. Have not come up with an official prediction yet, but at this point I would have the Colts winning the South. All right. Us and them says Miles Jack was getting pushed around before he got mad and slammed Kirk. Yeah. The Jaguars were playing physical up front. You love to see it. Young says, do you think we can realistically win this division? Realistically, can the Jaguars win the division? Yes. I'm not predicting that they will, but is it within the realm of possibilities? Is it with within a, a reasonable outcome? Is that a reasonable outcome that could happen this year? I think it could. I'm not predicting that it will, but I do think it could. Um, yeah, mentioning Chase on here, us and them, he looked really good and, and made that amazing open field tackle. Uh, he has stepped up this offseason. He has stepped up this training camp. He looks the best he has, and he needs to because uh, the Jaguars spent a first-round pick on him. They need to at least get a quality rotational player out of him, and that's what he's looked like so far in the preseason and training camp. Chandler says having Arden, Smoot, Gatsas, and Tufele coming in as rotational pieces is something the Jags D-line hasn't had since 2017. You're right. And speaking of Gatsas, he's been he's been playing good football. He played good football last year. He's just a good rotational player. Tufele, uh, I had him in my notes as well, Jay Tufele. He was able to uh, get off blocks easily in this one and and make it difficult for the offense to execute. He wasn't able to make these big plays in the open field, but that's a big boy running around trying to tackle some athletic players. But just the fact that he's able to redirect them and, and run them into other Jaguars defenders, Tufele is really impressing me. And he's one of the reasons the Jaguars moved on from, from Malcolm Brown, in my opinion. Robert says, I think Kevin Austin missed out on making a case for making the roster. EJ Perry is going to be a good future backup. Okay, so Austin, yeah, makes a catch for a first down, you know, on that final drive, and then right after it, he just drops an easy one. I think Austin's chance to make the roster has honestly slipped through the cracks, and I think it probably slipped through the cracks a lot longer ago than many people would want to admit. He just has not been as good as many of the other receivers on the roster who are not even going to make the roster. So, all right. Maniac says, Trevor looking okay. We need him to be great. I don't, I don't, he had a couple misses, but he had some amazing plays as well. Uh, so there was too many lows, but some great highs for Trevor Lawrence. So I, I feel you, he does need to play better and he admitted as much. Kamel says, give a letter grade for offense, defense, and special teams. Um, 
I mean, defense, I would give a B plus. You can't give up that drive at the end of the first half. But again, you know, Shaquille Griffin, no Darius Williams. It's hard to stop guys like Claypool and Deontay Johnson in that situation. So I'll give them a B plus. Um, offense, I would give a B minus. They moved the ball well. Um, they just couldn't punch it in. I think if you gave the Jaguars starting offense a full game, that they would have probably racked up 20 plus points. Um, a full game against the Steelers starting defense. Special teams, I thought, really, I mean, Josh Thompson made a great play. Logan Cook made some good punts. But when you talk about muffing kicks that LaVisca Chenault did, Willie Johnson muffed another one, uh, missing field goals, I have to give them like an F, honestly. It wasn't good enough. And of course, Jamal Agnew was not returning kicks or punts. So that's going to cl- that's gonna get cleaned up in the regular season when he when he gets back there but um for this game yeah it certainly was was pretty terrible us and them says biggest negative on defense would be we got to wrap up more we're swarming to the ball yeah trubisky is really good at, 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 at escaping but yeah you've got to finish finish those plays a little bit better all right Chandler says, when you think about the fact that Trevor started four of eight and then went 10 of 13 the rest of the half, he played really well. I agree. He missed a he missed a couple too many. But I'm pleased with his performance overall. You would love to see a touchdown, but that did not happen. Dustin says, who is in danger of being the five cut? I would say, I mean, I think one of them will be a receiver. And at this point, I would cut either Kevin Austin or Willie Johnson, probably. Florida boy saying uh, Trevor did the finger wagging. Yeah, yeah, that was great. I, I think Santoso's in danger of being cut. Um, I would say Makai Sargent might be in danger of being cut, even though I like what he brings to the table as, as a smaller running back. Um I would say you could look at the cornerback position potentially. Um, maybe I think Gregory Jr. played a little better, but you might see how maybe one of those guys at the back end of the cornerbacks, maybe maybe a safety gets cut as well. We'll see how it plays out. Um, Andrew Hire checking in. Love to hear from Andrew, my good buddy here. When Robinson comes back, do you think Etienne and him split reps or do we have a clear third down back? Three down back. I think ETN can be a three down back in the NFL, but when you have James Robinson, he doesn't need to be. So I think they're going to split a lot and there will be different situations where you get them in. Uh, I think there will be situations where they're on the field at the same time with ETN lined up in the slot. So yeah, I think both are going to play a ton for the Jaguars once James Robinson is back. But once James is back, they're still going to kind of ramp it up slowly. He's not going to come back and get 30 carries in his first game back. They're not going to do that to him. They're going to, they're going to play it smart. Chandler says, I haven't seen Lamont Winningham since the hall of fame game. Any insight on this, Jordan? I think the Jaguars are trying to stash Lamont Winningham on their practice squad and they don't want anyone else to see him or have tape on him. That's my personal opinion. 
Uh, Maniac Slips is how you feel about Tim Jones. I feel very good about Tim Jones. I just tweeted this. I think Tim Jones is going to make the Jaguars 53 roster, 53 man roster. Whether that means he's bumping Laquan Treadwell off or the Jaguars are keeping seven receivers, I think Tim Jones is going to make it. Um, Us and them says Tim Jones is a practice squad player. I am a. I don't think he makes it to your practice squad after the preseason he's having. And if he does, he's not going to stay around there long because the team's going to bring him up if they have an injury. Tim Jones has proven that he can line up at multiple different spots as a receiver. He's proved that he can make a lot of plays the last two weeks. Uh, I love seeing him come back to the football, attack the football in the air versus being passive and letting it come to him, potentially letting the defender get a hand on it or, or, or make a play on it. I think Tim Jones has looked really good. And despite getting rocked and absolutely getting launched five yards back on one of his catches, I think Tim Jones has proven that he, he looks like a, an NFL receiver. He can catch, he can run, he can make people miss. Uh, he can align at multiple different spots on the offense. Uh, so I think Tim Jones is going to end up sticking around in Jacksonville. Austin says, I think our DBs are going to eat up the special team spots. Josh Thompson made his case. I'd like to see Gregory Jr. develop more. Yeah. Um, yeah, DBs, I, I agree with you. I, I think they will be a lot of the big special teamers. Rudy Ford, Andrew Winger, Daniel Thomas. Christopher says, do you think they are not showing anything on offense on purpose? I wouldn't say they're not showing anything. I would say they are being vanilla. That's what teams do in the preseason. They're not going to show their hand to the commanders or the Colts. They want to have that advantage of the unknown uh, to an extent over the first couple weeks of the regular season as a new staff uh, with a new team. Trying to see if I have any more notes here. Um, CJ Beathard, he came in and kind of showed why folks call him a gamer. He's really struggled in camp since coming back from the groin. Did not look great last week. But he comes out, he he busts his ass, he gets the team into the end zone. Um, I I think that was pretty cool to see from CJ Beathard. And he shows why he's been in the league for as long as he has and and why the Jaguars value him as their number 2 quarterback right now. Yeah, that's all I got on my notes for us here. A lot of y'all had brought up questions that 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 were in my notes, so I appreciate that. And um appreciate everybody being in here. But yeah, um, unless y'all have more questions, that is going to do it. I would say my main takeaways here are that Trevor does need to clean it up a little bit, but his big-time throws, and after he settled in, he was playing really good football. Uh, I think you need to see the red zone offense perform at a higher level without question. I think a lot of that comes down to play calling and just having more reps together in-game and in practice. Um. I think the defensive front is looking incredibly menacing for the Jaguars, and that's a huge development because if they can play with that sort of vigor in the regular season and then you get um, Darius Williams and Shaq Griffin out there to play with Tyson Campbell and Andre Sisco and, and Rayshon Jenkins, you have and, – and the linebackers as well get Devin Lloyd back out there. I think the Jaguars' defense has the potential to be a top-10 unit. Right now I've got them just outside the top-10 but that's a that's a defense that I'm very excited about. I have been for a while. It's a talented group, 
and a quality, very high quality scheme. And I think Mike Caldwell has acquitted himself well as a play caller over the first three weeks of the preseason. So you got to be very encouraged about all that on the defensive side of the ball. Okay, so we got a couple more things coming in here from people. Jaggernaut's checking in saying, what up, Jen Jag? Maniac Slap says, how'd the line look, the O-line? They looked good outside of T.J. Watt being a menace on on the right side of the Jaguars O-line, the left side of the defense. um, They handled it. And Jawan Taylor handled T.J. Watt. uh, Bottom line, he did. Walker Little had a little more trouble with him. Dustin says, calling it 1-0 start to the season. Yeah, I've been on record about that one for a while. I haven't made an official prediction, but I think the Jaguars will beat the, the commanders at this point. Brian says, LaVisca is getting cut or traded. I don't think he gets cut. I do not think he gets cut. Traded, possibly. Uh, but I think their their best option would be to just... So the problem with Visca is he's a fourth or fifth receiver right now on the roster. And a fourth or fifth fifth receiver has to prove they can do do it on special teams. And so far, he just hasn't proven to be an effective special teams player, a returner. Uh, so it is tough. Uh, we'll see. I don't think he gets cut, though. I think it'd be crazy to cut Visco. Austin them says, the fact that many of us enjoyed a full preseason game speaks volumes about our team. Yeah, the Jaguars are playing competitive football. Um in the preseason. And that's not something you could say last year. Chandler says Brian trade is trade is definitely the way to go. Talking about Visca, other teams would give up at least a fourth for him. I'm not sure what another team would give up for him, which is why I'm, I'm I'm just not sure how that plays out. Martaza says Saxonville part two question mark. Maybe, maybe, I mean, I think this is definitely going to be the best defense that the Jaguars have had since 2018. 2018 was not a good year, but the, that was on the offense. The offense was absolutely atrocious. Uh, Sean says, any free agents on our radar? I think you could be looking at defensive linemen. I mean, Sue's out there. There's a couple other veterans uh, just to have another vet up there. Um, and then obviously at kicker, you're going to need to find someone. Mindset says we have the best wide receiving core in the AFC South. I think that's possible. I don't think that's definitive in my opinion, because I do think the Texans have the best receiver in the AFC South and Brandon Cooks. And they also have Nico Collins, who's a a quality receiver that's up and coming as well. Big body guy out of Michigan. He's having a good camp. Uh, You look at that the Colts have um, Michael Pittman Jr., who's really developed into a really good starting receiver along with Alec Pierce, who they got in the second round, who I think is going to be end up be, you know, bursting onto the scene here in the NFL this year. Um, so, and then you look at Tennessee, they ha- they still have Robert Woods. They got Traylon Burks. They drafted Kyle Phillips, who's going to be a slot superstar in my opinion. Uh, so I wouldn't say the Jaguars definitely have the best receiving core in the AFC South, but I do really like what they have in terms of options. They don't have a true number one, but Christian Kirk, Zay Jones, and Marvin Jones are all playing at a starter level. Then you've got Evan Ingram and Dan Arnold and Travis Etienne. I I think the options for the Jaguars offense are quality. I like what you have in terms of just how many different players you can uh, create mismatches with and, and get the football to. 
Chris says, thoughts on Tim Jones making the team, like you said in the tweet. Yeah, I think he's going to make it, whether it's the sixth or seventh receiver. I think uh, he he's proven enough that that he is an NFL receiver. And I think if they try to stash him, someone's going to pick him up. Maurice says, I want to see the tight ends used more. I think you will in the regular season, to be quite honest with you. Uh, again, this is a vanilla version of the Jaguars offense to an extent. Austin Lewis says, would you rather have Chenault or Sargent in the backfield? I'd move Chenault to running back like the Falcons did Patterson. Look, uh, I wouldn't mind if the Jaguars wanted to do more of that. I think Chenault with the football in his hands is difficult for defenders to get to the ground. So I'm with you there. Chandler says, Paris Campbell's a pretty good slot for the Colts too. Don't sleep. Paris Campbell's been supposed to break out for like four years in a row. I need to see it from him personally. And Chandler says, now they have Matt Ryan at the helm. The Colts are going to be our biggest competition in the AFC South. Yeah. I think they're the best team in the South. And I think everyone's really undervaluing the Titans. And I think the Texans could be like last year's Lions, where they're competitive every single game, but they don't win a ton of them. Maurice says, which running backs out of Etienne and Robinson making the roster? I think the only locks are would be Snoop Connor. I think they might roll with three. They might keep Rock Armstead. Uh, or Mekki Sargent, Mekhi Sargent. But I don't think there's any locks outside of the top three, which is Etienne, Robinson, and Connor. Yeah, so we're getting ready to wrap up here. If you have any more questions, feel free to leave them in the chat. I really appreciate everyone's um, questions, comments, concerns, just being here, you know, having this community. I love it. I, I love, love how engaged everyone is and, and all the support that we're getting on here. Kamel says, right now I like Taylor over Little. Little isn't physical enough for us. You know, I, I don't think it's unfair to say that that Jawan has outplayed Walker Little over the last two weeks. I don't think Little's been horrible. Um, I think he was, in fact, very good in pass protection against the Browns. But again, if you're going to you know, dismiss an offensive tackle for struggling with TJ Watt, you're going to dismiss like the entire league for the most part. (laughs) I just can't get too mad at Walker Little for giving up a sack against TJ Watt. Um, You know, it is what it is there. PFF grades just came out. Yeah, they had Walker Little with two pressures. I think that's about right. Um, yeah. And Jawan Taylor, yeah, he played very well in, in pass pro. I think both are struggling getting out in the run game and making an impact at the second level, which is a little bit of a concern for me. Um, but uh, Jawan Taylor has outplayed Walker Little over the last two weeks. Timothy says, don't forget to drop a like. I appreciate that. Sean says, have you heard any trade rumors involving the Jags going out and getting someone? I have not. Um, There's been rumors about Sue, but I really think that's all they are. Sue's a free agent right now. Mo says, I like Taylor and run situations and little in pass pro. I think both have kind of struggled, like I just said, uh, getting out and moving in the running game. And... Both have been pretty good in pass pro. Of course, like I said, Walker Little did struggle. 
against TJ Watt. <laughs> Austin says, seriously, though, 89 people are here, 29 likes. Come on, fans. <laughs> I love it. It's great. Mo says, subscribed. I appreciate that. Kamel says, my thing is the run game with Little. He doesn't look good in the run game. Neither does does Jawan, in my opinion. Both have really struggled there. Uh, so I think overall you've got some good options when you're talking about pass pro with Little and with with Jawan, but you need to see them play better in the run game, both of them. Chef Florida Boy says, wasn't Little the one who stepped on Trevor or Chark's leg last year? I'm not sure. I don't remember that off the top of my head. All right, y'all, we'll wrap it up right now. Almost an hour in. I really appreciate the support. Appreciate everyone being here. Hit me up on Twitter at Jordan DeLugo. And of course, follow Generation Jaguar at Generation Jag. Make sure to hit the like and subscribe button here on YouTube if you're watching. Uh, if you are on your podcast platform of choice, please uh, give us give us the five-star ratings. And check GenJag.com for all the latest Jaguars news, analysis, and Duval gear. Thank you so much for tuning in, y'all. Have a great rest of your weekend.